0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hi, Kevin. Kevin. My name's Max. Um, so John Logan's one of the most prolific screenwriters is, yeah. working today, but this is his directorial debut. Yeah. How surprising was that when you came onto this project, and what does that mean to you to be part of John's first directorial achievement?
1: Yeah, thrilled. I mean, I've known John for a long time. We've never worked together, and I was you know, dying to work with him. There was things in the past that we were really hoping to do that fell apart. And so when, when I heard he was going to be not only writing this one but behind the camera i was like oh yeah okay this is cool plus blumhouse i have a, a history with we've done a bunch of work together and and so to you know they know scary so i was i was all in
0: was there any research you underwent because you play a camp counselor at a camp that is very real in this country so yeah, anything john, to help inform your character yeah
1: john had an amazing amount of um uh backed uh 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 Research that he had already done for for the years that he'd been working on the screenplay. So basically, he just pushed send, and and we got piles of stuff to to read all about it, all about the laws, all about the individual states, all about the techniques that were used, etc., etc., etc. So, um, so that's the that's kind of like the outside stuff. The inside stuff is is different. You know, it's like you know I'm just trying to play a human being, and you know, figure out who he is as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks. My name is Max. Nice to, meet you. nice to meet you. So I wanted to start at the beginning with you
0: and your relationship to this project. When you first received that script, yeah. I mean you've done so much, but this is unlike anything you've probably done before. Right. What were the first reactions that were running through your mind about the story, but also the character that you were being asked to play?
2: Well, I always—it's um, always been part of my mission as an actor and a director and a producer even—to um, be a part of, foster, create. Uh, works that that um, highlight the LGBTQIA experience. I want those projects, and those movies and TV shows to become as mainstream as any other uh, stories about the human condition. So this one fit fit that mission. Um, it just meant that I had to play a really heinous character. Right. And so. Um, I was happy to be a part of that because the the movie needs that. That's the crux of the movie. The movie is about the the real-life horrors of gay conversion. And so, you know, it doesn't really work if you don't have um, these characters that are doing those horrible things. Um, And John Logan, uh, the writer-director, is really what, you know, drew me to it. I wanted to work with him. I wanted to be a part of that story. And it shot in my home state, Georgia, so it's good to go back. yeah. There.
0: So there's a personal connection in addition to yeah, addressing a social issue that's very prevalent today. Yeah. Um, can you touch on working with John Logan? Obviously, such a prolific screenwriter over the years has just written some of the most iconic movies, but yes. to be part of his directorial debut, which is kind of hard to imagine that he's never directed before, that yeah. ought to have felt very special it being was. a part of that. I mean, he's, he
2: hasn't directed before, but he certainly spent a lot of time on sets. So he really knew, you know, what, how to, how to create a set that is safe and inclusive mm-hmm. and um and he was profoundly prepared so we did our, nobody's time was being wasted and um that was pretty impressive for a first time director you know usually when you work with somebody who hasn't directed before they're kind of finding their way he knew his way from the get-go and we all just you know stood, stood in line and followed him
0: this is a horror film, but it's obviously very realistic. In that conversion camp is something that is actually happening across the country. Um, you play one of these heinous camp counselors that are real life figures. Yeah. Is there any research that you undertook yourself in studying these real conversion camps that are happening today in this country to sort of inform your role or your performance?
2: Yes, we got we got a great amount of research from production huge packet full of research with statistics and um, descriptions of of the practice and then um, we also or I also watched Pray Away um, which is produced by Blumhouse actually who also produced this movie so um, that was uh, that was helpful for me uh, because it it showed um, a lot of the, the types of uh, people that my character is based on only they you know learn the error of their ways yeah um, my character doesn't oh. um, spoiler alert <laughs> I mean I guess no, you can guess it. that I'll good. yes yes <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah so um that was helpful to see you know yeah. that they, they really thought they were doing something they were doing the right
0: thing one last question um, it's about an upcoming project which I'm very much looking forward to the holdovers um Alexander Payne's next big project yes. you're working alongside Paul Giamatti which is a perennial favorite of his and Divine Joy Randolph who we've just discovered in the past few years Um, can you touch on what we can expect from your role but also this next venture from Alexander
2: yes um, actually I just just out of nowhere got a text from him yesterday he's in the edit and oh, he says it's looking great nice. so um, I can't wait to see it myself but it was a joy to work with him because he's, he's such a, a, a consummate filmmaker you know and I've been a fan of his for decades right. and so um, to have the opportunity to be in a room with him um, and to watch him work and how easy he is with it all was just a thrill and um, Paul Giamatti is probably one of the best actors I've ever had the pleasure and privilege of playing scenes with. Um, So, it's everything you're going to want from an Alexander Payne movie. (laughs) It's going to be wonderful.
0: That's great. Well, um, congrats on They Slash Them, and we have holdovers to look forward to from you, you. but thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Hi, John. My name's Max. Nice to meet you. you? So you're one of the most prolific screenwriters working today in the industry, I would argue. Gladiator, The Aviator, a couple James Bond movies, Uh, um, Sweeney Todd. That's just to name a few. Nominated three times for an Oscar. You have a Tony Award. You've probably had many opportunities over the years to direct, but you've chosen They Slash Them as your directorial debut after years of screenwriting, why this story? What compelled you to finally direct? That's a great question. It, you know, it's very personal, mm-hmm.
3: frankly. It's just very personal, you know, and being able to celebrate queer kids and gay issues in a very positive way in my favorite genre was just irresistible. And, you know, and as you say, I grew up in the need of Marty Scorsese and Oliver Stone and Ridley Scott, so I've seen how great directors do their jobs. And so I was able to cherry pick uh, bits and pieces from all of them. So my, my thanks
0: to all of those directors I've worked with This is an original screenplay, I believe. I don't think it's based on any other medium. So where did the inspiration behind this story come from?
3: You know, it came from meeting a few kids who'd been through so-called conversion therapy and what they told me about the experience, which was sort of a horrific combination of physical brutality and psychological gamesmanship. And I just thought the idea of trying to strip people of their identity... Uh, queer people, their identity was an important story to deal with in some way, and I wanted to deal with it in a popular genre. Uh, Thus, they slash them.
0: Yeah, and what has the partnership with Blumhouse been like once this, you know, story went into production? What did they add to the story?
3: Uh, They were phenomenal. The very first person I sent this to was not my agent. It was not my husband. It was Jason Blum. Because I've known Jason for years. We've always wanted to do something, and I thought he would respond to it, and he did. So he was involved in
0: the the first... Draft of the screenplay all the way through, and they've been. Blumhouse is the best. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on the film. Anything you're working on right now or about to work on? on a very different vein, I'm writing a big movie about the Bee Gees. Great. Well, we have that to look forward to, I'm sure. Yes. Thank you so right, much, Sean. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. Hi, Quay. How are you? We spoke on a Zoom last yes, summer. You do you run my yes, you did the podcast. Yes, right here. Oh my goodness. So you're going to be making a second appearance on the podcast, which I'm very happy to see. I'm so excited. Um, But I want to start at the beginning. This is probably while we were talking on Zoom, you were filming for this. Um, But start at the beginning for me. When you first got this script, what made you want to, you know, play Alexandria?
4: Alexandra. Alexandra, they I (laughs) it. Um, what made me want to play Alexandra? Well, because I think she's someone like me. You know, I know what it's like for people to try to chip away at who you are, Mm -hmm. to try to take away your light, and I hope through watching this, you know, people see that Alexandra, she goes through so many trials and tribulations, but throughout the entire film, she never allows anyone to take away her light, and I hope people follow her lead, keep your light, keep your smile, Mm -hmm. you need it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is such an amazing team, led by John Logan, who's just one of the most prolific screenwriters in the industry but this is his first time directing so what was it like being part of that with him
4: so john and i mr logan we both studied the same acting discipline because we're theater people we love the craft of acting and we both studied um arthur lesak which is this he he took opera singing and he said how do we Merge that into acting. Mm-hmm. How do we be able to use the voice powerfully with structure to communicate a message? Right. And there's some some nomenclature, some language in in um, Arthur Lessac, which is called "why buzz." When you go "e," and John, after directing me, he would say, "Now let's why buzz that out, Quay." Yeah. Ee. And it was just so great. We we already just arriving on set, we already had a language, a shorthand with each other.
0: I love that. And Kevin Bacon, what was it like working with him on set?
4: Kevin Bacon! Okay, so the first thing I say to Kevin Bacon is, I go, I go, um, oh my god, hi! I go, so the first thing I say to Kevin Bacon is, um, I just have to tell you, I'm such a big fan of Kira Sedgwick. (laughs) Kira Sedgwick is amazing, uh, who's married to Kevin, and I just love her so much. Me and my grandma watched The Closer. I rewatched that a million times. I think she's such an amazing actress. I love Kevin. He's an icon. He's iconic. I'm so thankful that he lended his star power, his experience. His expertise to this film and he's the one that's really you know he's going to bring everyone in people trust him he's an he's an iconic part of cinema an iconic part of horror and that's what's going to make people come in and watch our movie and be forever changed
0: yeah and as a result people will see your performance as well which is see my performance have you seen it no tonight Uh,
4: oh okay you'll see it you'll see it tonight it's one for the books all
0: right well congratulations thank you so much nice
5: Nice to see you
0: so just a couple of weeks coming off of the Gray Man, we're now gonna see you on another streaming service. They slash them. Um, tell me specifically though what this past year has been like for you.
6: Uh, it's been it's been pretty wild. I got to work on a lot of a lot of great projects. Um, Devotion was the was the first one that I worked on. That'll be coming out this Thanksgiving, um, and it's uh, that's an incredible period piece. Takes place in the Korean War. An incredible true story. Um, And then, of course, They Slash Them. Uh, It was so much fun to work on. Uh, It really was inspiring getting to work with Kevin Bacon. Uh, He's kind of been a hero of mine for a a really long time. And so it was a dream come true getting to actually, you know, put my work together with his and create something, you know?
0: So your character is Zane, who is one of the counselors. I'd imagine because of that you work very closely with kevin so can you touch on what it was like to work so intimately with him as an actor
6: Uh, it was really amazing uh just seeing his work process was changed the way that i work uh it really did um getting to see the amount of uh dedication that he has to it uh Mm -hmm. that he was he was always there ready to help he could like i mean i think he production had like five days just wow. because of like his being so prepared a lot of these scenes where he was carrying so much weight uh you know there's a lot of heavy lifting for him and we're just kind like, yeah. of like background these these scenes where he's just like really got his liver and he came in and just knocked him out with this like laser focus it's incredible yeah like so much talent and so much uh just dedication to his craft it's really cool to for see. sure yeah. yeah
0: so this is a horror film but it's definitely grounded in a lot of realism because yeah. this is something that's actually happening yeah. today um as you know someone who played a counselor at one of these camps in the film did you undertake any research on your own in preparing for the role of these real life conversion camps to help
6: inform your character yeah uh actually uh one of John's writing partners, or or, uh, maybe researchers, um, had provided me with this amazingly comprehensive, just super detailed accounting of how conversion therapy started and how it progressed, and it uh, was absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, Like, really dark. And to see the story that John was able to pull out of that, out of that research, out of that, like, that really sick and twisted reality is, I mean, it's flabbergasting. It really is. It's an amazing film. And um, because the realities of it are absolutely just pretty horrifying yeah more horrifying than the film
0: is for sure yeah and for my last question I do want to ask about a project you mentioned earlier Devotion this is an incredible cast along with yourself we have Joe Jonas Jonathan Majors Glenn Powell just coming off of the Top Gun success Um, tell me a little bit about what we have to expect from um, your role and just the story of this film yeah so
6: so, uh, in Devotion I play Buddy Gill who is um, pretty much an embodiment of how terrible the military was at the time brilliant because it's, it's a true story. My my character is fictionalized um, in that in that story, but uh, it really gives a sense of what of what those trials were for uh, those pilots at the time. You know what they what they dealt with and what that was like right. at that time and in that place. And, a different
0: America. Right, no yeah, so we have this looks forward, forward to and devotion later this year, yeah. so that's exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. But thanks Spoon. I yeah. appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Hi Haley, Hi. my is Matt. Nice, nice to meet, to meet you. you. So they slash them is definitely a unique concept for a horror film because it's based in so much realism and it's an issue that happens even today for young people that are forced to go through these yeah. conversion camps, unfortunately. Can you tell me just your first thoughts that were running through your head when you first received the script?
7: I couldn't believe, I really couldn't believe that something like this, first of all, hadn't been done, you know, that, but also that something like this was being made, especially by someone like John and by Blumhouse. And it was, it was just mind blowing that this, you know, it was so exciting to, to realize that, you know, everyone's going to start getting something and, and yeah, it was, it was really surreal to really read this and. It was just exciting, yeah.
0: You play Sarah. Tell me a little bit more about your character and how she fits into the story.
7: So Sarah is a counselor at Whistler Camp. Um, she is a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Terrible person. And that is all I can say. Yes. But, I mean, anyone that works there is a terrible person. I think we all... <laughs>
0: right. So, by playing a terrible person, I'm guessing you worked very closely with Kevin Bacon, perhaps in the film. Yes. What was it like working with Kevin so closely?
7: Kevin is truly the great, like the greatest, nicest person I've ever met. He was so kind. He gave me his guitar when we were on set because yeah. he knew I had downtime and just was like, "Take it, go ahead." He was uh, unreal, so kind.
0: And the director, of course, is John Logan, um, who is such a noted screenwriter, yeah. aviator, gladiator. The list right. really goes on, but this is his directorial debut. So. How crazy was it to be working with such a noted screenwriter, but on his first directorial project ever?
7: I mean, first of all, it was shocking it was his first directorial yeah. project, because the way you would have never known, I would have never guessed. Um, but it, it was really exciting to get to, you know, one, be a part of such a special movie and, and something so new, and then to also get to be a part of John's journey as well for something so new for him. And it was just, it was really, it was really fun to get to be a part of that. and. And now I get to say I in John Logan's yes. first director movie. Are you of kidding course. me? That's crazy. You have
0: that to say for the rest of your the rest life. rest of my life. Yeah.
7: So it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Haley. Nice
0: to meet you. Congratulations on the success. You're here. You're at the premiere. Um,
7: I can't I, <laughs> I want
0: to sort of start at the beginning. When you first received the script for this project, what were the initial thoughts that were running through your head?
5: Um, well, before I even got the script, I obviously had to audition, and um, they set up a Zoom call for me with John Logan. Um, and I, in preparation for the Zoom call, I read his plays, I watched The Aviator, I watched, Penny Dreadful. I, watched Penny Dreadful, I was like, I have to as so John Logan, I have to like understand his work and everything. And then on the call he uh, told me that I had the parts. <laughs> and I got off the Zoom call and I called my manager and I was like, Did you know I had the parts? And my manager was like, You have the parts. I like, think really Absolutely.
0: Me. I wanna to touch on your character. Can you share um, how she fits into the story?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um, um is a young woman from a conservative family. Um, she comes to Whistler camp really hoping that conversion therapy can work for her. Um, and then over the course of the film, as she starts to see the camp for what it truly is and saw so counselors for who they truly are, she starts to question everything. Right. That's interesting.
0: Um, is there a particular message that you hope audiences take away from watching?
5: Yeah, I think that after you watch our, our film, I, I would hope that you would understand that it's much more dangerous to try to. Right. Absolutely.
0: Well, congratulations. We're here at the world premiere. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, thank you, all. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hi, Monique. My name's Max. Nice to meet you. So we're here at the premiere of They Slash Them. Tell me how what this project means to you, this experience.
8: I don't think I could par- properly no, articulate what it means to me. I mean, they slash them as a movie I wish existed when I was growing up. And now I get to be a part of it. Um, as an Asian-American actor, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to play a queer character and be a part of a queer love story. I got to do all of that in this film. And I'm just so excited that the impact it's going to have on the queer um, youth. <laughs> and just to have a little heart in doing
7: that,
8: I'm just so grateful for this whole experience.
0: Could you talk to me a little bit about your character, Veronica, and how yeah. Veronica fits into the story? Sure, sure, son. sure. She's
8: a super cool camper. She's bisexual, and she's at Whistler Camp because she's you know, she's tired of fighting who she really is. She has a very angry hard exterior, but as the movie goes on, you realize there's more than meets the eye, and, yeah. and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: Now, this team is obviously led by someone, so I can John Logan. He's written some of our most favorite films, Gladiator, The Aviator, a couple of James Bond movies, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So talk to me what it was like working so closely with him on this project.
8: I had to like compartmentalize that it wasn't John Logan, you know, or else I don't think I would have been able to say my lines. Yeah. But honestly, from the very beginning, he was so unassuming that he did just become John to me. Super collaborative process throughout all of it, shaping the character, um, and, you know, he has a special skill as a director where he'll give the actor a note and they'll get in in the next take. And he knows how to speak to each actor, which a lot of directors can't do. Right. Um, so for him to do this on his first time, he did an amazing job. And it's especially
0: special because it's his directorial debut. Yeah. So you'll forever be able to debut. say yeah. that.
8: Yeah. I didn't think about that—that that
0: you were always in John Logan's first movie. Yeah, it's a big deal. You just made this
8: night a little more yeah. special for me. Yeah, yeah that's course. so true. And and I got to be in what he wrote as well. Yeah. So it was literally his vision through and through. And um, I'm still pinching myself. This no. Yeah. Is amazing. Absolutely.
0: Well, congratulations so much. and. Have a great time tonight. You, you I appreciate that. Have a good one, Monique. Yeah. Hi, Austin. My name's Max. How are it's you? Good to see you. So I think I could speak for a lot of people in that after discovering you from Booksmart a few years ago, I think we're all very happy to see you back on the big screen in They Slash Them. Um, can you talk a little bit about your first
9: reactions when you read the script and what compelled you to want to be a part of the project? I immediately was blown away by a long line of a horror movie at a gay conversion. Camp. Uh, I so was instantly in, yeah. and I just <laughs> brought what I felt this character yeah. I, could but not anyway. be a kind of, you know, so funny um, right now, relief a little bit, yeah. because he, Toby, is the right. most confident in himself right? of anybody uh, at the camp. I mean, he yeah, only I signed up so go right to go right to the, right the right camp right. so that he could go to Broadway and see Mulan right. I mean, it was a bargaining chip for him. And... He soon learns that he's signed up for a little bit more than he bargained Interesting. So this is an incredible team
0: led by John Logan, who mm-hmm. is such an amazing screenwriter. But this is his first directorial project, which is hard to believe. What was it like working with John?
9: John is such... he is such a creative... And he's so collaborative. When it comes to bringing his vision to life, he will, you know, get with us about the character. What do you think uh, this character's uh, motivation would be for this and for like that? And he just—he knows how to collaborate with other creators so so well that at some times he didn't even feel as much of a director as much of like a, 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 a storyteller. Like he was helping us tell the story. So I think that he's just incredible, and his writing is incredible. And I would want to be there. Oh, um, I think there's a lot to take away from this. Film. Film. The way that
0: the way that his vision does. definitely. I want to ask you about another project. My last question, mm. um, because we'll see you on Peacock again with "Honk for Jesus, yes, Save Your Soul" next yes. month or in September. Mm. Um, what do we have to look forward to? when in you, in we in that project? have to look
9: forward to some scandalous that okay that's all i'm gonna say it's a nice tease it is uh, some scandalous stuff and um i mean hey i'm a pastor's kid i was in the church and uh i've seen some things too and yeah. i'm so glad that this is another movie that yeah. touches on very similar say, on very similar things yeah so that's that's what that's great well <laughs> we can't wait for it thank you austin I appreciate thank it thank you so much
0: hi darwin my name's Max. You? Nice, to meet, nice you. to meet you. So you come from the world of music. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is your first feature-length film. Here that in America, y- yes. here in America. Yes. You've done a bunch of TV in the past. And, yes. um, so can you tell me what it was like, this experience for you, since it was a first for you in that regard?
10: I, it's just like, it's a dream come true. Yeah. I always wanted to make, you know, no, uh, a movie here in America. So being able to be in a movie where we're celebrating weirdness and uniqueness, is just everything for me.
0: Yeah. Um, your character is Gabriel. Can you tell me a little bit about your character and how he fits into the story?
10: Yes. Gabriel is a very mysterious character. He's an outsider. Um, he stars the movie very shy. And through the journey, he builds his strength. And big part of it is just because he sees other queer kids there together with him.
0: Mm-hmm. John Logan, of course, is such an incredibly iconic screenwriter in the industry. He's done so many films Gladiator, The Aviator, James Bond. What was it like working so closely with him during the production?
10: It was incredible. He is like a truth collaborator. Um, mm-hmm. He wants to listen and he wants to exchange and collaborate, which is very rare, you know. And what I really appreciate about John is just he has so many voices doing like theater and movies with different. Different ideas and, and different ways of celebrate uniqueness that um, being his directorial debut is an honor.
0: I was gonna say that's like the cherry on top—the fact yes. that you're part of his first, you know, directorial. Project. I
10: feel very honored, very yeah, happy about it.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, Darwin. I appreciate it. Thank have a good so one. Much. Hi, Cooper. Hey. My name is Max. Hey, Max. Nice to Max. meet, nice you. To meet nice
10: you, too.
11: So,
0: so far, I want to get your first reactions. When you were handed this <laughs> me, script, what was your first, like, what was running through your mind when so, you were reading the script?
11: So. Well, I found out that I got the job while I was in Hawaii with my family, which was amazing. And then I didn't actually didn't have the script until I got the job. And John sent me the script, and I read it on the plane home from Hawaii. Very many um, I just immediately was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a really fun time, and we're also telling a really important story, and, um, I was just, I was floored. Right. I was so excited.
0: No, yeah, we all love horror, which is super fun. But at the same time, this is grounded in a lot of realism because this is an actual horror story that a yeah. lot of people are dealing with at conversion camps across the country. Absolutely. Um, what responsibility did you feel coming into this role, coming into this project, and telling this story? Yeah,
11: I mean, look, there are twenty-five states in our country where conversion therapy is still legal, and so it's a, it's a massive responsibility, and it's an honor to be a part of a project that. Not only is it gonna bring queer joy, but also bring awareness to the fact that like we need these issues to stop and we 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 have to change the world has to change and because if, if there are people telling you that you can't be who you are it's dangerous it's right. dangerous we have to stop that
0: tell me a little bit more about your character Stu and how he fits into the story yeah so
11: i play Stu. he is a very repressed um swimmer jock in high school um he really really wants to go to college be in his dad's fraternity be on the swim team and he doesn't think he can do that if he is gay um so he He really, really doesn't want to be gay. He comes to the conversion therapy camp to hopefully be changed. And he does change, but... Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Maybe not in the way that he... Maybe he does change, but maybe not in the way that he anticipated. Interesting. Is there a particular message that you hope audiences take away from watching? I think, yeah, just what I said. Like, I hope they have fun and I hope it's a good time because it is a ride and it's a great movie. It's so fun. But I also hope people walk away wanting to make their voices heard and i hope i hope victims of of um conversion therapy feel seen and feel heard and have their stories and their their experiences represented as authentically as possible of
0: course yeah well can't wait to see it thank yeah, you so thank much thank you so much hi scott my name's max nice to meet you so you're the executive producer of the film so my first question is how did you find out about the script that john
9: wrote well um, so i worked with house on the craft i mr john's inspiration the craft costume years ago what and um, when this one came around um, Blumhouse called and they were like this My movie, is and movie and we really want you to work on us." and when I took a look at it I, yeah. I was do I have the film i was um, the empowerment aspect the, the way that it's flipping horror, it's horror on its head scene, like yeah because the
8: horror genre hasn't and, been and
9: good we've um, been victims or violators throughout the history and to take that and to be able to go like sort of specifically one on one on one like I think someone should make a drinking game of all the horror movie references yeah great and then right to see no them wrong. flip because John Logan know, is a scholar of her, you know, so and he real. is coming from a queer point of view and, you know, bringing something new and different, a totally new and different story to what we're used to. No, that matters. Like, that matters. me up. That's what I enjoy. As, as someone George George who is a trans and
0: a trans activist yourself, can you touch on how this is sort of different, your relationship to this project compared to projects you've worked on in the past? Was there a heightened responsibility you felt in
9: bringing this story to justice? Absolutely. Well, you know. First uh, of all, being the executive well, producer. You know, I, I consult on Euphoria, I consult on you know, the craft, from, um, um, I consult on new things to, to step into the role the of someone who's like, sort of responsible for what I'm this is doing. Really it was thinking, super, the super important scene, right? 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 i felt a lot of responsibility to create yeah a safe space for our cast so that they could bring them their whole selves and shine. So it's like training the crew who ended up being like mostly crew. But, you know, to make sure that the story, that the way that it was going to come out in the world was going to be celebratory. Um, but, uh, it felt like yeah. a big job, but uh, I think we're
0: doing a plan. Right, here we are. Here you we did are. it. You crossed
9: the finish line. I haven't, I haven't, it hasn't happened to me yet. I no. Haven't figured it out, You'll feel it soon, probably. Yeah. Well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.